Welcome to the Recovering Academic Podcast. I'm Amanda, and I left academia about one year ago to become a scientific editor for grants and manuscripts and an editorial manager for a science website. I'm Ian, and I've recently left academia to move into a science communication, editing, and publishing career. And I'm Dr. PMS. I've left academia about two years ago to work as a biotech salesperson, and I'm still in recovery. We're in various phases of transitioning out of academia, and we'll share insights, advice, and problems we encounter at each stage. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the Recovering Academic podcast, our second episode of the third series. Um, I'm here with Clady and Amanda, as usual, and um, we're going to discuss a topic that came up on, um, that I posted as curator of our new Roker a recovering academic Twitter account that you can volunteer to curate. Uh, we have a blog post on the recoveringacademic.net site um, where you with the link, and we've shared it on Twitter. So if you want to sign up and curate as a recovering academic for a week, um, please do, and we'll be in touch um, about when you might be able to curate our account. The topic we're going to discuss this week is uh, about adapting to transitions and, um, you know, when you make big changes in life, like how long does it take you to get used to them? And what is it that, you know, what is it that takes getting used to? Like, I think it's also body and mind both that have requires some adjusting. It's like one of the things that I brought up is just my whole day now is sitting in front of a computer screen and in a lab, it just, I mean, there's a lot of sitting in front of a computer in science because, you know, the computer is the most important tool science has that replaced the microscope whenever. Um, but, like, there's all other other things you do. You're at the bench. You're not staring at the screen the whole time. You know, like, you do other stuff. You walk around more. You're standing up more. You know, you're slightly more active. And, like, I'm not typing all day. I'm like, that's you know, both body and mind numbing for me is just sitting in front of a computer. Like by the time I get home at night, I don't want to sit in front of a computer screen. Yes. <laughs> uh, yes. And I don't want to like yes. use my fingers to type anything. Like I just, ugh. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm okay with watching Netflix. I don't know. But right. I, I mean, that's exactly right. <laughs> so I had a Fitbit when I um, was a postdoc. And then obviously when I became self-employed and started working solely for Bite Size and running my company and stuff. Um, mm -hmm. It was amazing to see my step count plummet. Like I yep. used to be able to hit 10,000 steps easy every day because I would get up and, you know, you had the common getting up and walking around, but our collaborator had the P QPCR machine. So I was walking like a half a mile there and back every day to get it. And just like, I was constantly walking and, yeah, um, you don't realize that, yeah. right? Because you just—it's just part of your thing that you just—you uh, just go to right. do experiments or go visit some other lab, whatever. Yeah, and then when right. I'm at home, like I walk from my kitchen to my office, <laughs> and my house is not that big. Right. 
<laughs> yeah, no, the with me was exactly the same thing. I just I just got my Fitbit after I I moved out of academia, so I don't have a um a comparison. Mm-hmm. But I realized that um after I started working from home, I was my commute was from my bedroom to my living room where I had my office before and and my house also was not really big so um, but for me the Fitbit kind of helped because it made me aware of like okay and also you can set up the the alerts to like to move every hour uh, at least to move to walk 250 steps so I think that that Mm -hmm. was really good for me to have like to get the mindset of yes, I cannot just sit down here and and for eight hours straight. Um, and what I do in my case is, I talk a lot on the phone. So my day is yes, I, I spend a lot of time sitting down on the computer, but I I probably spend equal amount of time, and it depends on the day, of course. Right. But um, I spend a lot of time talking to people. So what I got into the habit is every time that I'm on the phone, I'm I'm pacing around the house. So I'm just like oh, so you're I'm walking your step count that way. Yeah, so I'm I'm walking from my office to my bedroom to the kitchen to the living room and I don't really realize that I'm pacing around the house because I'm I'm just talking. And it's funny that I got so used to doing that that now I don't think about it anymore. Mm-hmm. That a couple of months ago, I was um, I was at the airport, and someone called me, and it was work related stuff, and I just stood up and started talking, walking in the middle of the airport, <laughs> <laughs> and I didn't realize I was walking in the middle of the. I was like at the gate waiting right. for. To, to board and and then I was walking 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 and then after I finished and I came back I was like oh okay I was walking I didn't realize <laughs> <laughs> that's a lot better yeah because I end up I'm mostly at my computer like even if I'm talking to people like on the, right like on the phone it's over the computer right because like I or like I, I need to see the computer screen right. to be able to talk to them because there's information yeah generally yeah a lot of that I mean, I suppose some of it is just, you know, it's like, it's a reduction in the number of different screens I look at in a day, because it's like, I have like one computer at work, and one computer at home, and my television, but like in science, like, you go from one screen to another, like, mm-hmm. you know, like, I mean, there are definitely like long microscope days and stuff like that, and like, then there's the right. QPCR machines, and like, oh, oh they're all slightly different, and, yeah. you know, um, there's more variety, I feel like, than I have now. Um, yeah. yeah, I've had to, like, introduce things into there, like, you were saying, Clady, like, getting up and walking around, like, I have the dog, so the dog will come every so often and be like, it's time to go play with the ball now, and then <laughs> he gets me mm-hmm. to get up, because he has to go outside, so I get up with him, go outside, and we throw the ball around, well, I throw the ball, he goes and gets the ball, he, he can't throw, no opposable thumbs, but, like... <laughs> So, like, I'll do that more now. Um, I've turned on... It would be good if he could throw the ball for you, right? Yeah, that's an impressive dog if he could throw the ball. So that gets me up and moving. I've turned on... I have an Apple Watch now, so I've turned on the alerts for that to get me to stand. I have a sit-and-stand desk, so I'm not sitting all the time. 
Mm-hmm. Oh, that's good. Yeah, so like the de- like so when my watch goes off and says, "Hey, it's time to stand now." Like you haven't stood for it out for 50 minutes. It's time to stand. Like I'll make the desk go up and I stand for a while and then um it, I'll try to remember to sit back down at some point in time. So I've had to do a lot with like introducing more um like more activity into my day. But I haven't solved mm-hmm. the staring at a computer screen thing because that's kind of what I do. Yeah, I think that that's kind of like um, there is no way to go on that. And and computer, we do so much on the computer. Mm-hmm. And I agree. Uh, a lot of times I, I, I pace around the house while talking to customers. But a lot of times I also need to be looking at things in the computer. So then I sit down and... But I think that it's harder, but um, you have to try to make um, to make a case, you know. I don't know, either buy a Fitbit or an Apple Watch that will put, set you reminders mm-hmm. so, so then you will. I think people say that it's good to also like once uh, uh, an hour do a stretch. Right. So if you could like just stand up, do a stretch go for a walk i don't know go i don't know even i am in my house so i i, I could go out but i don't know, go to the yeah. go to the restroom go to the coffee break yeah i mean i do stuff like that i mean i do like it's not a long walk i'm like yeah i mean i do do stuff like that but um it's not like the most yeah our offices aren't the most like amenable to that but okay. Yeah, I do do stuff like that. But, like, you know, this goes beyond just, like, sitting in front of a computer screen, right? Like, it's, you know, moving to a big city means figuring out, like, new life skills, like, navigating without a car, like, because I don't have a car here. Um, And, like, not that it's really that difficult. It it isn't. I mean, like, Chicago's very flat. It's on a very, very standardized grid. Like, it couldn't be dead simpler to, like, figure out. But it's Um, different. It's still very different, yeah. I and mean, things take longer to get to just because of that. And like, not necessarily by function of distance, as like I was pointing out. It's like things that are like two miles away might need to be taking longer to get to than something that's like ten miles away. Oh, here in Atlanta is the same thing. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, and like I don't know, like I order takeout a lot more because I mean I just don't have like a big kitchen and like I don't have the time to cook. And mm-hmm. there's like ordering a lot of things from Amazon now that you know like I didn't before that I would just go to the store to get. Um, yeah, there's just things like that. Like, just, I don't know. I'm trying to start, like, a small, like, private plant collection garden in my apartment. Oh, cool. Um, so, I don't know. We'll see how that goes. Like, I've got a few things germinating that my cat hasn't eaten yet. (laughs) Um... Yeah, no, I think that this is, yeah, the, the... Uh, one of the things whenever I... Whenever I decided to quit academia and I was looking for a job, I I had I had this period of like one I didn't know what I was I wanted to do, so it was it was hard, and then second one I was kind of like okay I will open Indeed or LinkedIn jobs and I was like okay what what do I look for and where do I look for because then if you just mm-hmm. put United States oh, right. it's insane it's oh, insane yeah. and and it was already so 
the the conscience thing that I thought it was like okay uh, I am going to limit myself either um, to to my surroundings like surrounding where I am now because I feel like if I move out of academia and if I move to a new city it will be too much for me mm. and I was a little scared of uh, not liking the city, not liking the job, and then I will be all by myself in a new city and and really don't have nowhere to go. Um, so that's oh, kind of... <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh, that's why what I, I... that I was lucky that I got this job that uh, it was either to... They were looking for someone that either lived in Tallahassee or Birmingham. Mm. Um, so I got the job and and then after I I actually spent three almost three years in this job until I was like okay now I I, I have enough stability of this job uh, I have enough uh, I'm making nice salary and I can move to a new city and I feel like uh, I might be able to um, now it's like one change at a time. And even like this, now that I moved to a new city, it's not easy, you know. I, I am super extrovert, and I've met people um, through social media or through just meet people randomly in, um, on, around town that I've talked. But from, I don't know, 10 people that I talk, um, maybe one, I get the contact, and, and, and then we talk to each other every once in a while so it, it's kind of like it's it's not easy so if you can I think that that's uh, good I, I like the way that I did it because I think that if I had moved um, I was lucky also that my job was a nice job and I really like what I do but if you have to move everything sometimes it's too much change at the same time yeah, I mean, I feel like it's, I don't know, like, it's very hard to, like, say, but, like, I feel like it's taking a long time to figure out, like, oh, yeah, here's how I fit into the city, here's how I belong here, here's, I'm aware of local things, like, you know, like, I'm in Chicago, like, I just, I'm just not, and, like, the thing is, like, I mean, this is true for me, like, long-standing, it's not like when I was living in St. Louis, I was just utterly familiar with all the things going on, um, it just wasn't so because like you know but it's I also just it's, yeah it's impossible for you to to know everything is a is a big city oh, yeah. Well, yeah. and yeah and i don't have to know everything like i mean yeah i'm exaggerating everything like i don't need to know everything but like you know it's like oh being able to find locate the things that i'm interested in in the city and like yeah figuring out how to go about looking for them and um i don't know it that's always been like a hard brick wall to break. And like, I feel like the transition period has been harder for me to do that. And like figuring out like a regular schedule, even where, you know, um, yeah, like I make time for city exploration or doing interesting things in the city or, or learning to be a real city person and not giving enough about anything or anybody else and just going about my life and doing whatever the hell I want. Um, oh, this is not a big city. This is a north thing. Because in the south, it's not like that. Yeah, I was going to say. In Atlanta, it's not like that. People are super kind. I was so impressed when I moved to Atlanta. People are really kind. And it's a people huge are here city. Too. It's I mean, different. I don't want to say, like, 
it's not that people aren't nice here, but like there's definitely people who just do whatever they want, right? They'll just like and no Yeah. Yeah, I don't care what anyone else thinks. Like yeah. Those two things are not mutually exclusive. Let me Sure. Yeah, I feel like I mean, this is something you need to. They were. Uh, one of the things that you need to learn is like how to um, react with your new environment. Mm -hmm. And this might be an example, like being in a city and you need to learn how to react with people in a big city, with people doing whatever they want. Yeah. And. And that might be the same for me. It was another thing that whenever I was in academia, I used to hang out with postdocs, with graduate students, with professors, and and we tend. Although, of course, we would talk other things that not sci just science. And I had many friends with. Po I was friends with postdocs that were um, outside my, not from my field, but still, you get this. Um, academia bubble in your yeah. friendship as well and whenever I left that was another thing that was really hard for me because even though I was in the same city I was with the same friends uh, it seemed that it took a while for me to find my own space again right. and I, tr I started to um, talk more to other people that were non-academics and make new friendships uh, that was the good part. Um, the other thing is I'm in sales and I work for a multinational. So in that regard, there is a lot of um, Republicans, <laughs> a lot of people that kind of go more with the Republican way of life. And Jesus, that was really hard. Oh, yeah, that'd be really <laughs> tough for me. Really tough for mm -hmm. me. Like you were talking about like changing and adapting and I was like after I left academia um and like fully in 2016 like I had the same sort of thing like you were talking about like you have your academic bubble and like that's all the people that you hang out with and how that's different and what have you um but like shortly after that the election happened and I started doing a lot of volunteering with different organizations and that's kind of brought me out of that academic bubble to where now it's, I was thinking you while you're lawyers. talking and I'm like, most of my friends are not academics mm -hmm. anymore. I have a lot more friends who are mm -hmm. lawyers now though. So. Yeah, I was like, I know I typed it, right? <laughs> yep, lawyers. Yeah. I have so many lawyers. Are lawyers now. So like, many. people that I didn't know were lawyers are lawyers and I'm just, you're a lawyer. They're a lawyer. Anyhow, but like, I don't have as, I don't have as many academic friends now, which has kind of been helpful in that whole adapting thing because, um, mm -hmm. I, it's not like I'm constantly having like on the fringes. Like I, I understand, like with that, with my friends who are academics, like I kind of understand what they're going through or what they're doing, but I'm still kind of, but I'm not doing that anymore. So it's in that weird gray area. Mm -hmm. But mm -hmm. the people that I'm like people that I've gotten to be friends with now and stuff like we like everybody's like every, people work for different companies and they do lots of different right. things, which is very different than academia. Like everybody mm -hmm. works for the same, you know, same institution. Yeah. I mean, I guess yeah. getting used to the broadness of it yes. all, it's hard. And yeah, like there's a there's a bigness and a broadness to it. The like, you know, I sort of miss having the focus of academia of the one topic of, you know, 
like the knowledge bubble that you you know are trying to contribute to. Um, yeah, but I feel like uh, it's you still. I don't know. Yeah, I think I, mean, that I, I, I think I think that it's hard. It was hard for me to um, the transition mm-hmm. after I moved out. Like when I, I kind of like I was living in this bubble, and then you kind of like, oh my god, the world is so much bigger, and there's yeah. so much many people and diverse people so there is the good and there is the bad you know you end up um meeting a lot of people that you would not meet if you would if you were still in academia uh and some of those people might be good and and but i mean even i kind of like now after i've been working for this company for three years and um most of the people even like i have a lot of uh, co-workers that i don't i work home uh, by myself, but we do have meetings, trainings that we meet occasionally. Um, and now we've been doing this for the three years, so we kind of have a relationship, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and we have a, a, a friendship that we can hear each other and we can discuss even yeah. political issues. And I, I don't agree with what they're saying; they don't agree with what I'm saying. But I, I like to have the opportunity to listen, you know, and to, and just, and to talk about it. Cause sometimes, I mean, we're not the, the owners of the truth and it's nice to hear. And, and I feel like this in the end makes, made me at least a grow as a person. Yes. I was going to say like, I get a lot more, um, different, like differing viewpoints now, even if we're all say like all on the same side of the political spectrum, like I get a lot more, um, I get a lot more viewpoints about like how to solve problems or how to go about things, how to approach different ideas. Um, we've spent a lot of time with talking about how to um, talk to people from different um, different demographics and just being able to see, okay, like this is like this is why some like this is why this is important to you. And whereas I've not really considered it an issue because of being in academia and like that particular bubble, but this is an issue. So it's been really eye-opening. And um, as you said, like, I feel like, I feel like I've had some character growth. Like my story arc has continued. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I feel it like this as well. And, and I think that that's, that's a good thing whenever you, feel like okay this is uh it's it's hard but then you pass that phase and now you're kind of okay i am growing i can i can see the the whole thing you know yeah and it's gotten me to do different things like just to kind of like we were talking right before we hit record that um i'm doing some volunteer work for various campaigns in our area my area um and like I've never done that before and I did some canvassing knocking on doors this past um, weekend and it was something that I was terrified of doing and I went and did it anyhow and it wasn't bad like actually I had some really great conversations with people who were really nice talking to people is nice yeah like (laughs) exactly like I was so surprised (laughs) I enjoyed the experience of talking to somebody who I didn't know which, as an extreme introvert, like, 
Totally and I think that it helps when you have an um, an excuse to do that. Yeah. Like in in my case, I'm new in town as well, and I don't know a lot of people. So I live. I'm 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 not trying to know like the whole city. I I'm focusing on like my neighborhood because my neighborhood mm-hmm. is kind of like a tiny tiny Atlanta, mm-hmm. and and now I, I I joined the gym. So and most of the people that goes to that gym lives around that. So then I already met uh, quite a few people this week and the first week that I I was at the gym and the other thing is uh, I volunteer for a festival we have like the the, the neighborhood festival oh, so there's cool. going to be a lot of food a lot of drinks and plans and there goes to be a parade so wow. someone told me hey you should volunteer it's a great opportunity to meet people and I was like oh okay so I volunteer for that I'm looking forward to that I think it's going to be great because then um, you kind of like it's not just like doing whatever for yourself you know you're helping and then you're making yourself useful yes. and and then it, it kind of makes you feel good I feel yeah, I don't it's know a, it's a nice shared experience with other people too because it's not just you doing like it's not just you trying to meet people like you've got a shared experience you have things to talk about and you know you're everybody's in kind of a very altruistic mood and it's nice yep yeah it's nice mm-hmm. yeah. no it sounds nice like, yeah. it sounds good yeah i mean like for you guys with adapting like you guys moved um and what have you like i like you guys changed jobs and moved i'm like i changed jobs and stayed around and opted to add a new family member to make my transition oh yeah which i'm sure is just as big an adjustment too as... actually because you adopted a dog as well oh, right yeah, that's true yeah we adopted the dog as well yes so, so you have two new family members yes a so, baby yeah. and a doggy yeah so yeah so it's you know that's interesting. Like you were talking about, um, and you were talking about finding like a, your new normal routine. Like that's something that I am mm-hmm. currently working on and struggling with. <laughs> yeah, I mean it's hard, right? And like I don't know. Like I mean, listening to you guys, like it's like oh, it's nice talking to strangers. Like I, I'm not there yet, and like I don't have a good sense of growth yet. Mm-hmm. Like I mean, you know, I've done some small things. Like I'm the person who, like for some reason, like at my a building complex, like are, and maybe it happens to everybody too, but like all the wrong packages get delivered to our door. And so like, I just, I walk around like the courtyard and like put them in front of the right door place. Basically each time I see a package for somebody else who is, lives in a different like entrance to the building basically. And like, I don't know, like I help someone like move their groceries from their car to their front door the other day. Um, well, I guess that was a couple of weeks ago, but I was just like I was just walking yeah, down the street but that's and like, like they uh, me. just one on one. What about I don't know doing something that you really like or like for instance I like party so I'm volunteer at this festival. Amanda is really engaged with the political things that are happening in the state. Maybe grab something I don't know a science uh, group. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Or um, try yeah. to uh, go to a bar and 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 see if there is some I don't know organize a science alone, uh, give a talk. Uh, I don't know. This I, I know yeah. that I mean I've been going of- to like there's monthly like 
uh, person I know here and I, like, we go to the Astronomy on Tap pub trivia. Oh, cool. oh that's nice. That, like, the different, I, I think it rotates between the different institutions, physics departments, basically, here, who whoever hosts it. So, like, Northwestern and the University of Chicago and I think University of Illinois Chicago um, are the three. Maybe there's more than that. I don't know. But anyway, that happens every month, so I try to go every month when I can. Like, I always have to be late because of work, but yeah. it's fun. Like, it's fine. But, like, I discovered, yeah, like, that's, a, kinda, like, that's how we discovered, was... like, the best new, like, bar in that's nearby. <laughs> like, not walking distance near, but, like, close enough where, like, it's worth going because it's on the river and it's, like, it's in a, like, it's on a weird, like, side street that's an abandoned building, basically, that they're renovating. That's like. cool. It is cool. Like, it's going to be eventually a coffee shop, too. Like, they're building that wing. Like, I think it's going to be a whole brewery at some point. Like, it, that's what it looks like I they're built. go to there. And it's oh, a, yeah. We oh, should it's nice. visit Ian. Yes. Come visit me in Chicago. Like, we'll go. We'll go. Like, I'll shout them out. Like, Metropolitan Brewing. Yeah, we'll totally do that. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, we should do a recovering purpose. academic meeting. Yeah. Because yeah. I've met both of you, but separate in separate occasions. But yeah, the three of us, we have never been in the same physical place. Yeah, right. I've well, never met you. Ian in person. Right, exactly. And like I told you, like my ambition is like we get invited to a conference to do a live recording. Like, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> listeners, you're That's, listening uh, to that. If you want us to meet, invite <laughs> us, so that we can do like a live uh, yeah. podcast recording and. It will. Yeah, it will like, be fun. You know, we'd work with you to tailor the topic and everything, right? Um, yeah. So on that note, with plugging what our ambitions are, um, <laughs> I'll remind everybody that we have a Roker account um, that you can um, put your name in the hat to curate, and um, the link is in a blog post that we've shared on our Twitter feed several times, and it's on the RecoveringAcademic.net website. We'll put it in the show notes, and we'll put it in the show notes. So yes. many places and to find follow it. also and uh, interact. We're doing that to try to make uh, the recovering academics closer, to bring them cl even closer to you, to see yes. there's to read about their experience. So just interact with them, ask them questions, and yeah, everybody wants trying. to talk mm -hmm. about it. This is your opportunity to to link back to our last episode. This is an opportunity to network. People who are yes. who are curating the academic uh, recovering academic account, they want to talk to you and they want to get to know you. So exactly, and we're trying to make the world beyond the ivory tower a little less opaque, I guess. Exactly. Yes. And I mean, vice versa too. Make the you know world beyond academia like make academics. Yeah, make the world beyond academia like make academia more visible to like the people beyond it too. Yes, more transparent. Vice versa. Right. Okay. On that note, thank you all for listening. We will see you on the next episode of Recovering Academic and on Twitter. So, bye, everybody. Bye. Bye. See you next time. Thanks for listening to the Recovering Academic podcast. Our music is from bensound.com under a Creative Commons license. If you like our podcast, please rate and review us on iTunes or wherever you listen to podcasts. This helps other people find out about us. You can tweet the show at RecoveringAcad. You can also find all of the hosts on Twitter. I'm at LadyScientist. I'm at Dr. Underscore PMS. 
And I'm at IH Street. We're also on Facebook. You can find us at facebook.com slash recoveringacademicpodcast. You can find all of our episodes and subscribe to our newsletter on our website at recoveringacademic.net. And don't forget, there is sunshine outside the ivory tower. <laughs>